My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. If you haven't noticed, I ask a lot of questions when I study the scriptures, especially when I'm learning about a specific topic. And since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, my topic today is gratitude. And there's a scripture in Doctrine and Covenants, section 98, and it's about gratitude, obviously. It says, Verily I say unto you, my friends, fear not, let your hearts be comforted, yea, rejoice evermore, and in everything give thanks. So this revelation came to the Prophet Joseph Smith around the time that saints in Missouri had just had their property destroyed. A couple of them were tarred and feathered. They were being threatened with their lives. They were being told to leave Jackson County to get out. So all of these things are happening, right? And Joseph Smith receives this revelation from the Lord saying, fear not, in everything give thanks, right? And then a couple of verses later, he says, therefore, he giveth this promise unto you with an immutable covenant that they shall be fulfilled. And all things wherewith you have been afflicted shall work together for your good and to my name's glory, saith the Lord. So my question for today is, why gratitude? Why thankfulness? Why should I try to find things to be grateful for when things are hard? What does being grateful do for me? I believe that every commandment God gives us works for our good. So why would he tell us to be grateful, especially at times when there seems to be not much to be grateful for? What good is that going to give me? So for today, I've come up with two reasons why to be grateful and one thing to remember. There are more, but I feel like this is a good enough start for today. So reason number one of why to be grateful. When you are grateful to somebody, it's really hard to stay mad at them, right? So when things get hard, it's super easy to get upset at Heavenly Father for things that happen to us, especially when we feel they were undeserved or they were totally out of our control. But what does staying angry at God accomplish? What does it do? Staying mad at him really only hurts us. We are the ones that feel distanced and alone. But as we look for things that he has blessed us with, and when we express that sincere, honest gratitude for them, our anger will lessen. And we'll be able to stay closer to our Heavenly Father, to our true source of strength. Reason number two, gratitude begets hope. When I really start to give an honest, heartfelt effort into counting my blessings and truly feeling gratitude for them, it's hard to feel like they have an end or that I will never receive another blessing because there's been so many and they've been so consistent. When we look back and reflect on our lives, we can see things that we couldn't see while we were in the middle of it. I think that Nephi actually experienced this. The record that we have from Nephi about his family leaving Jerusalem and building the boat and all of that had to have been written after these things had happened. I don't think Nephi could have been riding while he was tied up on the boat, right? He did it afterwards. 
And reflecting back on all these things, he saw things to be grateful for. And he knew it was going to be this way. In the very first chapter of his books, he says, But behold, I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith, to make them mighty even unto the power of deliverance. He basically says that the reason he is writing is to show us the tender mercies, the things he's grateful for, that he received from the Lord, and to show us that there are tender mercies in our lives too. And I've seen that when I reflect on things that have happened in my life, both the good and the bad, I can see patterns in the ways that God has blessed me. Then those help me to be able to see things to be grateful for in my current circumstances. So seeing those patterns gives hope that Heavenly Father is in control, that he blesses me, that he will bless me. And somehow, even though I don't understand it now, everything shall work together for my good, for your good. Gratitude begets hope. So now the one thing to remember, becoming grateful is a process. When Alma is teaching the Zoramites, he talks about a seed of faith, right? He tells them that even if they only have a desire to believe, let that desire work in you. This seed of faith is really anything, anything at all. You plant it, you nourish it, you see if it grows, and then you move on from there. Gratitude is also something that we need to plant. And it takes nurturing, it takes practice. But the more I practice finding things to be sincerely, honestly grateful for, the better I will get at it. If I only practice sarcasm in my gratitude, like, yeah, sure, I'm grateful for my trials, you know, that kind of thing, the more sarcastic I'm going to be in my gratitude overall. If we are at such a low in life, that there is only one thing to be sincerely, honestly, truly grateful for, then cling to that. Don't let Satan take that one away from you just because there's only one. And if there isn't even one, then let the desire to find one work in you until it grows into something. Joseph Smith in the depths of Liberty Jail was told that his life at that point was not even as hard as Job's yet. And definitely not as hard as what the Savior suffered because he suffered beneath it all. God commands us to be grateful and the Lord giveth no commandment unto the children of men save he shall prepare a way for them to accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. Right? There is something in everyone's life to be grateful for. And if we start growing that grateful tree, we will eventually be able to give thanks in everything. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.